hey co-workers i hope you're enjoying the podcast and thank you for supporting us every week we greatly appreciate it so we did add a bonus clip at the end of this episode from our patreon so if you do enjoy the five minute clip you can definitely listen to the full episode on the patreon this is going to be episode two and thank you again for supporting us and i hope you enjoy bye guys you don't know what type of time they be on. I gotta make it home to my daughter. So it's just like, oh, I ain't going out. Yo, 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 yo. Hello, hello. What's up, coworkers? What up, coworkers? Welcome back to another episode of the We Outside. I didn't interrupt you this time. I promise. I was you waiting. You just did. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the We Outside After Work podcast. I am Dana. I'm your favorite, favorite. I can't even talk right now. You got me fucked up. I'm your favorite, favorite, Aaron. And to my left, I got my brother, my actual blood brother mm-hmm. in the building, mm-hmm. Mr. Armand, a.k.a. Mon G. What's good? What's good? What's good? Yeah, I told him he looks just like Aaron's son. The crazy thing is I, I've never seen it Never heard it You ever heard it? Really? I, I heard it You know like When I took him to the Zuku practice Somebody said That's your son I'm like oh, That's my nephew <laughs> <laughs> like, Wait. So. Yeah I see it though Now I do see more resemblance In our daughters Than I do with Jaden I, okay. I don't really see yeah, it Yeah I haven't seen his but, daughter but. but You know I take him <laughs> you can have him, shit. Yeah, he said you could take the child support too. Nah. <laughs> Technically, I'm not on child support. You know what I'm doing? Oh, okay, my bad. But anyway, the way that we get our guests acclimated to the show is we start with a nice game called Hot Takes. Um, this way, we able to loosen each other up, um, and we're gonna ask a couple questions. All right. So I'm on. I'm, I'm gonna start with you. The youngest child, which is me, by the way. The youngest child is always the favorite. Do you agree or disagree? I mean, it's a, it's a. Disagree and ag- I agree too. Why okay. so? Because because you know I'm the favorite. Nah, you're not the favorite. Oh! I, but I'm gonna stay out of this. <laughs> but you know, nine times out of ten, it's gonna go your way. Exactly, because I'm the smart one. No, I think mm-hmm. it depends on the which uh, parent we're talking about. Because I think each parent has their favorite. I mean, I'm the middle child, so okay. Like, I'm grandma baby. So, Same. I'm the youngest out of my, my mother, brother. That's him. Okay. So I'm my grandfather, that was Dre. Andre, that's our oldest brother. You know what I'm saying? Got you. So each of y'all have like a favorite. I mean, I'm everybody's favorite. Favorite, favorite. But you know, that's just how it is. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my mother, baby. So, you know. Okay. What about you? Makes sense. I would say for my parents, like my brother, who's two years older than me, like, he's my mom's favorite for sure. Mm-hmm. And my dad's favorite. I think as I got older, I became the favorite. But initially, he was the favorite. But you also your father's daughter, so that makes it. Yeah, that we makes have it. that like father daughter yeah. connection. Oh, I was my father's favorite. Okay. Yeah. So he got yeah. that. I was my father's favorite, so it didn't um, really matter. Yeah. Regardless. But um, for me, I personally believe that the the youngest child is always the favorite because the parents have the ability to get out all of their shit, right? The oldest child, that's the struggle child. It's like... They're still trying to figure shit out, Yeah, they're right? trying to figure shit out. Yeah. The middle child, if they want to keep going, that's like, all right, this motherfucker is probably crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, this motherfucker is probably crazy. So we're going to have to try again and get our perfect baby, which, you know, lo and behold, my mother got me. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to Londa. You know, appreciate So you're the you. middle child? No, I'm the youngest. Oh, the youngest. Okay. Yeah, and you're the, the, you're middle, the middle child. child. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. All right. Um, well, let me say my card because I feel like we got that off. You should not hook up with anybody if they are drunk. What do y'all think? We'll start with you, Armand. All right. I don't think you should. You want to know why? Why? Because the next day, she could just be like, yo, did we do this? Did we do that? Because y'all just don't know what but happened when y'all are drunk. She might not remember. I might not remember. Next thing you know. But the morning, That's terrible. you feel what I'm saying? Could yeah. So I wouldn't. You feel what I'm saying? But there's levels to being drunk, though. I feel like, like if someone's like shit face drunk, but depending on who you, you are, like you feel what I'm saying? Like you, you can't like. And you might know this person. If if, if if you out here really getting money, doing something, girls would just lay down with you. I'm talking about it's easy. Okay. I go out right now. 
somebody, you know what I mean, just give it up. So then it's you to make sure that you're not just like nah, the person that I'm you're good. that you're having sex with though, you gotta make sure there's consent there. And they're they're not so drunk to where they feel like Well, I'm not they don't remember I'm old nothing. enough now that I wouldn't do it. You feel what I'm saying? That's smart. Like when I was young, yeah. You feel what I'm saying? But nah now that the age that I am now, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. And you get younger women, the older you get. So like I'm 35, so now you get a lot of 25 mm-hmm. and up. Like, you feel what I'm saying? You got to explain more because I'm just like. You know what I'm saying. I don't. <laughs> I don't. You know I don't. I don't understand. But, just because from my perspective, because I'm going to speak from me. So I don't go out. Like, when I go out with my friends, we're not getting <clears throat> shit-faced drunk. Like, we don't do that. Like, we know our limits. We'll get a, a section. We'll get a bottle. And maybe we'll take shots. But we're also drinking water as we're out. Like, we're not just out there to be like, okay, we're going to get blackout drunk and then not remember what happened last night. And then it's like, you truly don't know what happened. Like, we're, we're too grown for that, like you said, number one. And number two, I feel like when you know your limits, you don't want to get to that point either. Mm-hmm. I also feel like, as a man, you got to be a lot more careful. Because the the tables get turned on you if a situation like he was talking about, where if I don't remember, I don't know what consent was. Because a lot of times consent is implied these days. Whereas like me and you, we fucking with each other. We know what it is. And we going to take it there. But if all of a sudden now, oh, I didn't consent to that, you don't have an argument. So the best way to do it is to not do it. Stay away from it. Let that shit go. And it is what it is. If you mm-hmm. want to get drunk and go to brunch and be all crazy, do what you got to do. But make sure you put that shit in writing. Yeah. Because I'm, 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 I'm not trying to get bagged up over some misunderstanding. Have you guys ever experienced that before where, like, a girl said you possibly did something and no? Well, I have. I experienced a little something like that. Okay. But... It ain't make sense to me because it's like the next morning we still did what we did. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. But she did say, like, yo, did we have sex? And I'm like, what? You oh, know she, we did. she didn't even know. She didn't know, but then the morning we still, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, so then I just, like, I, I just. Just got to get out of that. Yeah, like, just deal with it. I deal with that it. That sucks. Being a guy. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm <laughs> being a guy. Yeah. Y'all don't deal. Y'all don't deal with that. I've never dealt with that. No. Like a dude. Okay, a dude didn't wake up and like what happened and something <laughs> happened. No. Just because, like, at least for me, whenever it gets to that point, I'm well aware of mm-hmm. what's going on. Like, I'm never too intoxicated where I don't remember what happened the next day, especially if I'm with somebody else. So I feel like guys, I mean, guys, I y'all know, experience that more though. That's why I be saying like, like some of my friends they get drunk mm-hmm. and they don't be remembering nothing. Now I, I get, and how old I are get, they? I get drunk, but I get nice. I don't get all you know. I don't know what's going on. Do you think age matters? No. Okay. Sometimes people just alcoholics. People just sure. you know they enjoy themselves in that state but, of inebriation, so they just you know some good. people get drunk and they just don't know what's going on. Like I never get like that. So it's yeah. Like, me neither i can't relate yeah but we can relate to is we got a business owner in the building you know shout out to the business owners black owned business at that you know um armand he is the owner operator ceo of sna landscaping so you know we want to get into that a little bit we want to know what it's like um being a boss of your own business how did you come to that and tell us a little bit about it well when I started my business, it probably was like 2015. Me and my own best friend, um, Sim. So, first, I had, you know, I got locked up. So, I couldn't get a job. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, well, all right, bet. I had a couple dollars. You feel what I'm saying? So, I bought a truck, I bought a lawnmower, a blower. And then, as we started working, we just started getting everything we needed. Like, you feel what I'm saying? So, that's how we really just, and I'm still doing it to this day. So like, you know, that it just turned me into something different. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So it started from a place of you not being able to get hired because you had a record. I had a pending charge. Okay. I didn't even get charged, but I had a pending charge. So mm-hmm. every every job I went to, they like, oh, you got something pending on your background. 
I heard that's a so thing. So I'm like, damn. Yeah, they look at what that. I'm gonna do. So right. But you were smart enough to be like, okay, well, let me just get it on my own, right? Yeah. You're like, these are my resources. Let me just make this happen with what I got. And now you have a business. Yeah. It's dope. How did you maintain those clients as you started to get this house and that house and this house? How did you maintain that? How did you get new stuff? Well, like, first, first we just we got business cards, we got flyers, and we just started putting the groundwork in. Same as if, if I was hustling, I'm putting groundwork in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Kenilworth, I'm going to Roselle, I'm going to all, you know, the white towns to pass out the flyers. <laughs> I'm sorry, but now pass out the flyers real, and that's stuff. That's true, yeah. So, you know, people start calling. Then as we working, we start gaining and gaining and gaining. Mm-hmm. And then it was just a wrap after that. So, you know, I'm still learning. And right. I'm like probably like eight, nine years in, but, mm-hmm. you know. I just get up and I don't never just I, I don't never stop mm-hmm. so it just keep going. So you mentioned one thing about um, like hustling in the streets and how you related it to having a, a business. So it was kind of like the same concept where you yeah. knew to make business cards. You knew it was like all right, I need to promote my business somehow, some way. So mm-hmm. let me like be outside on the ground, like physically going around and um, like passing out my information. Yeah. So was that something that like I guess you, like, took from the streets? I guess, look, I'm going to tell you this. It's it's levels to everything. Yeah. So you just got to figure it out. However you do, whatever you do, you just got to figure it out. So now, like, I look at houses. Like, if I could get $150, $200 out of one house a month, Mm -hmm. and if I got 50 houses, so you do the math. Right. So that's how I look at it. Oh, I'm going to get Six thousand because I'm getting two hundred over here. And I got twenty twenty houses. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just add up. So that's what I do. You understand what I'm saying? So okay. now I'm trying to change my landscaping business. You know, into a tow trucking company. So now we try. I'm trying to go up mm-hmm. a little. You know what I mean? And that way you're not sticking to just being a seasonal business. You all year round. Uh, yeah, I wanna. I wanna. But why tow trucking though? Because it's like it's different levels of money. So now I done did the little five, six thousand mm-hmm. dollars a month with a business. You understand what I'm saying? So now I'm trying to level myself up. Okay. Now I'm gonna go. Yeah, you want to go higher? Send twenty right. twenty thousand dollars a month. Like you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then after that, then I start buying houses. Like you feel what I'm saying? So, and then the real estate. Yeah. Exactly. So, but you gotta, you know, you gotta crawl before you walk. So, where did that, where did that come from? Because you know, me and you, we literally cut from the same cloth um i'm not gonna say i don't have that same mentality and everything but i feel like the way you get it is is a lot more ingrained in you how how long you thought you had that in you just to scratch and claw and grind and figure this shit out because that's what you do I've, i see it well i i just you know I, I wasn't really book smart so it's like you know i'm smart in my own ways mm-hmm. you understand what i'm saying so it's like you know I went to college. I went to about five colleges. I played basketball. Aaron, my ex-girlfriend, they used to help me through college, but then they had their own, you know, mm-hmm. they was doing college too, so. They had a focus on Yeah, so like the the last year, you know, it just didn't work out. So then I just had to figure it out. And I wasn't going back to school because, you know, I messed up scholarships and stuff like that, so. Mm-hmm. Grandmother, like, oh, I ain't paying. So it is what it is. Because so. he was the favorite. So, <laughs> so yeah. So I just said, nah, I'm going to just go back home. Then I got a job working for the city. And then after that, I just took everything I learned at the city and got my own business. And that's, that's similar to what we talked about. Um, damn, who was that? That wasn't Jazz. Um, Lenny, how you take what these corporations are giving you mm-hmm. yeah. and you, you take that information and parlay it into your own successes. So, you know, it's good to see that you went from that, that point where you was working for the city and now all of a sudden you doing that on your own. Yeah, you're yeah. like leveraging the resources mm-hmm. that you learned and now like utilizing it to your own benefit. So I think that's mm-hmm. commendable for sure. Um, 
Okay, so I do want to get into fatherhood, though, because Father's Day is coming up, and it'll probably be here when this drops. So you both are fathers. Mm-hmm. Aaron, we know you have two children, and then Armand. Allegedly. No. <laughs> <laughs> Armand, you have a daughter. Mm-hmm. So um, when it comes to fatherhood for you guys, like, how do you feel like that has changed, I guess, your mindset and how you have, like, an outlook, especially for you, for your business? Like, do you feel like your kids are, or your daughter is, like, a leading force to keep pushing you to, to do better and get better? Yeah. Of course, like, you know, I go out, you know, just, you know, I used to just do whatever I wanted to do. So now it's like, mm-hmm. I got to think what I do. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, my daughter, even right now, she could be calling me right now and she needs something. I got to be there for her. Right. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Regardless of what I'm doing, where I'm at. So now it's just like, I just think about everything I do. Even when I go out, hang out with people, I don't hang out with certain people no more because you don't know what type of time they be on. I gotta make it home to my daughter. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, oh, I ain't going out. You feel what I'm saying? So that's just, you know. Do you, do you think being an uncle before you as a father helped you shape that? Because I know you and Jaden's relationship was always like, you was real fatherly to him. He always could look up to you and get something from you. Do you think that helped you become the version of a parent that you are now? Well, yeah. Yeah, and you know something, but but I um also you know I dealt with you know other kids, so mm-hmm. you know that kind of made me like to the father that I am now too. So it's mm-hmm. like you know I can't leave out Keith and Ja because you know they the ones who really made me into the dad that I am mm-hmm. who I am. Like you feel what I'm saying so. Yeah, me as a father personally. I looked at what he would do to, it's not technically his stepkids, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, that's who Marquise and Jaja, who he's referencing. But to see the type of man that he was, always going above and beyond for his kids, who stepkids or whatever you want to call them, that was, that was like what fatherhood looked like to me. You know, both of us came up in the same situation where, yeah, he said he was our father's favorite, but he wasn't necessarily visible. Mm-hmm. Right. He wasn't always there. Mm-hmm. So to see how he he corralled these kids, especially kids that weren't his, mm-hmm. um, that motivated me because when I had Jaden, I was in college. I didn't have any ambitions of being nobody's father, <laughs> but I had people like him, people like my grandfather, people like my uncles really, you know, pull me aside and step help me step up. Mm-hmm. So. You know, it's good to see that the black father figure is not some shit that's this mythical absent person like we always see on TV. Um, I've always seen people like him step up in my life. So, so um, where, do, like, you. where do you get your influence on being a great dad? Because I know sometimes people always say, well, I don't want to get married because I never saw what a marriage looks like. Mm-hmm. Oh, my parents never got married, which I feel like is a cop out, to be honest, because it's like, well, if you grew up in a one parent household, like let's say your mom raised you or your dad raised you and the other parent just wasn't there. And now you have children. Like, how do you know what to be an example of then? Well, like my grandfather, first my grandfather. Okay. And then, you know, my uncles, my uncle Ricky, my uncle Rick. You know, all my uncle, my uncle Butch. So we we still had men. Mm-hmm. Like you understand what I'm saying? So it's like it the even though we didn't have nobody to call daddy, but we call my grandfather you had daddy. The father figure but we still there. had them okay. there. So it's just like we can't like it And they were positive yeah, they was influences. There. And yeah, we didn't yes. we didn't really miss a beat. Yeah, we from didn't that. miss nothing. Okay. So it wasn't you know what I mean? Like my grandfather's daddy, we still call him that. Mm-hmm. Like that daddy. They you call your grandfather daddy. Yeah, that's daddy. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Okay. So um, I would say for, because clearly, like, I'm a female, so Mm -hmm. I can't necessarily relate. But my dad, and I think he watched it. I think he still watches the episodes. So Yeah, um, his his office watched the episodes. Yeah, his job. (laughs) So this may be a little personal, but we talk about Father's Mm -hmm. Day and, like, what that looks like for you. So his dad, like... I don't really know. Well, I don't know my grandfather on my dad's side. And my grandma on my dad's side, she did pass away when mm-hmm. I was a baby. So I never got that experience from his side of the family. But his dad left them when he was, like, 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And literally, like, went to go start a new family. Damn. 
So for him, it's like now, like he's always been a great father figure for me and my brother. Like he's always been there, always made sure we had everything we needed. But now his father's family that he started with someone else is trying to reach out to like rekindle like Mm -hmm. a family dynamic. And he has two um, siblings. He has an older sister and a younger brother. So Mm -hmm. my dad is the middle child. And both of them, they're like gung ho. They're Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, I want to spend time with them, get to know them, and like understand like how their father was with, you know, with the new, not new kids, but like the other sibling Mm -hmm. siblings that he created. But my dad is literally like, nah, like I'm not interested. I'm I'm real similar to your dad. Yeah, he's like, I'm not interested in meeting his his like other family because I remember what you, how you left me as a child. Mm -hmm. Have you experienced that? So we somewhat experienced that but i don't necessarily penalize my father anymore mm-hmm. but as a kid i don't want nothing to do with that like i i was in the house we had other kids and another woman and all that kind of stuff like it, it offended me when i was a kid mm. as a, as i got older How i got over that around that time like all of our childhood for the most part okay like but at the same time it wasn't on some shit where it's like i'm jealous it was like i'm good like we used to go to our uh, my godfather's house, and he lived right next door to him. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while, my godfather would be like, "All right, y'all gotta go see y'all's pops." So we'll go over there. He'll take us down the street, get some popsicles and shit, like some candy. So it's not like he was absent, invisible. He just wasn't what our expectation, or at least mine. I can't speak for you. He wasn't what my expectation for a dad was. Mm-hmm. Was he different <clears throat> with his? His other I can't children? tell you because I only oh. I barely remember into any interactions because I was a I was a child okay. so you kind of stay in a child's place and then once I got to the point where we could talk I didn't feel like talking mm-hmm. like I'm that type of person where I try to tell you I'm an asshole and if anybody experienced it unfortunately it was him God rest his soul mm-hmm. um, as he got older in age he would call me and I would always see his number it was like a nine one nine number from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I click it every time. I ignore it every time. Um, now, growing up and recognizing the type of man that he probably was that I didn't get to know, especially knowing the type of man that I am now, mm-hmm. it's like maybe I could have given him a little bit more grace because I didn't truly understand the dynamics of relationships. I just figured, you know, my father wasn't there. But I think that takes time, though. Like, that's something that sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't, mm-hmm. where as you get older, you tend to understand your parents more because i think we should do that as we get older is give our parents grace Mm -hmm. because a lot of people do hold resentment towards their their appearance because they weren't necessarily equipped with either the loving skills or like different things that they needed growing up like specifically for me i say how like my mom i've said this on previous episodes how like emotionally we never had that connection because she Mm -hmm. was dealing with a lot of like childhood trauma things that she took into like her adulthood and then like raising us but i don't hold that against her i'm more so like i'm kind of i'm more compassionate because i'm like all right i see how it's affected her life so me being upset with her now like being a grown woman and like taking care of myself the only person who is truly affecting is me Mm -hmm. because am I going to not have a relationship with my mom because of how she wasn't necessarily there in certain ways as a child where I could still have an opportunity for her to be in my life you know what I mean so I'm not going to hold that against her that's why a lot of people in their later stages in life they start to make amends with their parents because sometimes it's too late (laughs) once they realize that it wasn't personal I think it's easier to go through those traumatic experiences together but you know as a kid you don't know no better like if if so i got the story right i don't know if he remember it but i'm gonna tell it um my father had came by it was christmas time mm-hmm. it was had to be like 1995. Are you um, not a year? <clears throat> only because i remember the basketball game that he brought my oldest brother okay so he came by he said what do y'all want for christmas so my my oldest brother he said he wanted this basketball game nba live 1995. I don't remember what our mind wanted, but all I wanted was the Sega Game Gear, right? Mm-hmm. And I was big on that. Like, that's the only thing I wanted. I don't want nothing else for Christmas, just the soccer play Sonic. Um, he ended up getting everybody what they wanted for Christmas, and I got a train set. <laughs> it was a wooden train set. It was a wooden I train mind, set. Why are you laughing? 
Because he used to see he, me playing remember? this stupid-ass train set. I remember the train set. Okay. <laughs> so but that wasn't what you wanted. It wasn't what I wanted, okay. but because I'm a child and that's my dad, I'm doing everything I can to make this fucking train set work. Mm-hmm. But it's like I, I have to force myself to play with it, right? And honestly, that's a metaphor for our relationship. It's like we had to force each other to go through these these moments to have with each other. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until he passed away, unfortunately, where I understood it. And it took me going through my own shit as a dad, as a lover, whatever the case may be, to really understand what he probably was going through. Mm -hmm. And that's why I give him grace, because I see it now. So I was going to say, let's say you had the same feelings of how you're feeling now a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Do you think your relationship would be different if, like, you were more not understanding, but, like, you got it when he was alive? I'm still an asshole, so I don't know if he would have necessarily gotten 110% of the nice version of me because mm-hmm. I think we all still keep shit in the back of our head but at the same time it's like I got some family members that you know I, I fuck with but when I was a kid I didn't really fuck with you like that mm-hmm. because I, I know what you did how do y'all feel about that like, like family members that you kind of feel like the relationship is forced you know what I mean it's kind of like well we're family mm-hmm. we're blood but do I have to have a relationship with you just because we are family members? Or do you feel... No, okay, so you're shaking your head no. So. Okay. Why not? Cause, just because you're family, you don't got to... Just don't say nothing to the person. Yeah. That's how I look at it. And sometimes they act weird, right? Like, they act real funny, and it's like, well, should I just accept it because especially around the holidays right that's Mm -hmm. when people's families start to get together and spend time (coughs) with each other and then you'll see families that you haven't seen in a long time but just because it's the holiday i'm supposed to spend time with you so the bright side about (coughs) excuse me our family is we typically spend time together (coughs) excuse me damn we typically spend time together a lot Uh so it don't come off fake because we see too, we see each other too much. Like everybody's within like proximity. Mm-hmm. Like he lives down the street from this person, and this person lives a mile from this person. So we're all close. So if we really got some shit we need to get off our chest, we can go get it off our chest. Okay. And I think that's important because for me, I make it apparent. Like I don't have children yet, mm-hmm. but I have cousins who I grew up with who have kids, mm-hmm. and usually they'll have like a birthday party for their children. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, and I want to go. Auntie that be coming in. I be having the gifts, so I be having the bags of gifts, and they know I'm going to have something for them, because mm-hmm. that's my way of showing, like, love, and, like, when I come around, I want them to be happy and mm-hmm. remember these stuff, because I always remember her, how I had certain family members, when they came around, I knew they would not necessarily give me something, but I'll be happy to see them, because they gave me something, and as a child, like, those are the memories that yeah. stick with you. So positive I think, and negative because clearly I got a gift and that memory stuck with me. So. Yeah, but like I think for me, I am like that because I don't have a child to bring to these functions and like it's never that dynamic. So I was like, let me bring toys then, mm-hmm. like to show you that I love you because I'm not gonna, I don't see you every single um, other week. So mm-hmm. when it is your birthday, like I want to show you that I, this is my way of expressing my love for you. Yeah. So, all right. But. I also want to like definitely hone in on being a girl dad too, because yeah, you, you both have yeah, daughters. He don't have a son. I have a son, so it's it's a little different, right? You're a lot more playful with the son. You're a lot more rough with the son. Mm-hmm. Small things that you don't do, like even mornings when you get them ready, <coughs> you're not like doing hair and taking a little time. It's like go outside. You might brush the peas out your head, but for the most part, it's like oh you yeah, do with it. the daughters, you definitely gotta like you gotta take yeah, you gotta so take much time. more time, Patience. right? Patience. <laughs> My daughter, the boss to me. She the boss to she, me. That's yeah. usually how it goes. But, like, like it, it, you know, make sure I'm, I'm good, though. Mm-hmm. So when you take other things like uh, getting her nails done and getting her feet done, what what made you want to do that? Was it just her wanting to do that, or did you see that as something that you wanted to do for her? First, it was her. She Because I, I guess she see her mom get her nails done, so mm-hmm. she said mm-hmm. she would get her nails done. And next thing you know, I'm getting my nails done. Yeah, <laughs> you have to. Now I make it like, yo, we go every two weeks. Like, we, I go get my nails done, she get her nails done. Mm-hmm. So. That's dope. You doing tea parties? You going to put the new nah, on paint your nails? I don't, I, don't, I, I don't do the tea parties. You, you don't play do with the Barbie parties. dolls with her? And, like, just be there as, nah, like, I mean, a man we do what play. we do. But I don't, 
plate no Barbie dolls and all that. <laughs> like I got her right now. I got her a little what's that on uh, Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get, oh, but she don't even play it. Like a video game. Yeah, she don't okay. Play it. She just want to ride her bike now. So. How old is your daughter? She four. She she be on okay. five on July 11th. Yeah. Um, shout out to Ava. Shout cre- out she, to Ava. She, she, she a nut. She just like a damn daddy, a fucking nut. Oh, gosh. But, you know, not only are you a father, but you're a brother brother to me, particularly. Um, you, you trying to get emotional? <laughs> emotional? Yeah. <laughs> so... We get into it on the podcast. Yeah, we get into like, it. We get into your feelings, and we like to break shit down. So when um when Dana started mm-hmm. with us today, she said, "Oh, y'all look alike and all this kind of stuff, right?" Um, mm-hmm. around the eyes. Growing up, he he was the older brother. Like our oldest brother, he was a little bit far removed from us in terms of who we grew up around and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But growing up, I'm in his his shadow, right? Okay. So a lot of my early insecurities in all honesty was trying not to be him Mm. right now the crazy part is as a brother i'm supposed to want to be like my big brother right star basketball player getting all the girls not necessarily i'm just saying that's what that's what you should want to strive to be yeah everything about him and my brother to be like a good example yeah yeah. he was he was always a good example everything about him was positive in my like dre or me (laughs) at that time i wanted to be like him right but the stigma came and everybody around us literally making me little him. Mm-hmm. So the easiest way to piss me off. What does that mean? Was I'm saying the easiest way to piss me off would be to call me little Armand. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I I wanted to be my own man. Yeah, you wanted your own identity. So in the streets. A, a lot of it. <laughs> a lot of it was, you know, he he cast a big shadow. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's like why was it like with sports and stuff? With, definitely with sports because okay. that's where a lot of our friends came from, a lot of our interactions came from. So part of it was like I want to be better than him. I don't want to be just like him. I want to be better than him. Okay. And I thought that was unfair growing up in my brain as a brother. Like I think I gave him a lot of hard times. He might not even notice it because he used to always try to look out for me everywhere he go. Um, if he if he had an extra piece of chicken here, give it to me and stuff like that. But all I'm oh. thinking about is, no, nah, I want your chicken, right? Because <laughs> I, I had no choice but to want to be better than him because every single person outside of our view mm-hmm. kept comparing me to him. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that? I mean, I didn't feel. That, but <laughs> he, he, you know, he he said it. He said this before, so like, you know, I it, it must have really made you feel that way. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would say with my situation, because I do have an older brother who's two years older than mm-hmm. me, and people used to think we were twins because we have, like, the same... Y'all do look like I, I met your brother. When we were younger, we used to look a lot alike in the face. So I can um, relate to that because it got to a point, especially when in college, because I kind of knew, like, what I wanted to do outside of college. Like, I wanted to have a job because I knew I'd have to pay these um, loans back as mm-hmm. soon as I graduated. So I kind of had a plan. I'm like, all right, um, I'm going to get a job. I'm going to start looking for a job at this date. And then I'm going to move out, be on my own. And, like, I'm going to really start being an adult. Mm -hmm. And for my brother, like, it did just take him time to get his, like, get on his feet and get everything together and kind of, like, find his path. So it got to a point where people started to compare Mm -hmm. both of us. They're like, well... You should be the old. You should have been the older sister because you seem to have more of like a plan for your life. And I always thought it was fucked up because mm-hmm. the worst thing you can do is compare siblings, mm-hmm. which and, is what we dealt with. Yeah, and then like tell well, them. At least I dealt with. Right, like oh, you should be. They'll be like oh, you should be more like Dana. Like why didn't you do this? Because it's kind of like you guys grew mm-hmm. up in the same household, right? But at the same time, these are two different personalities, so you yeah. can't expect the same outcome from a completely different person. And everyone's like life is different, mm-hmm. so um, it did kind. Of, it didn't like really create a wedge between us because we always had a close relationship. But it got to a point where like my brother was just really like going through it and trying to like figure out what he wanted to do in life because he was into sports and that didn't that wasn't like a a career path for mm-hmm. him. So it was kind of like all right, well, what can I do next? And it takes people sometimes like longer to like figure it out. And for me, like I'm just. I just kind of am like a go-getter. Like, if I want it, I'm going to go get it. So, um, it just got to a point where it kind of, like, 
made our communication not as frequent as it usually was when we were younger. So we fell off with the communication up until recently, and he has like a more stable job and like feels more comfortable within himself. Because mm-hmm. I feel like for guys, especially when your finances and your job isn't together, you don't necessarily want to be that ass. You know, like I don't be want to be around nothing. people. Leave me alone. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that was the case for my brother. Yeah, you guys, I'm, I didn't want to interrupt you, but. Speaking of like that relationship that you and your brother had, mm-hmm. obviously you guys are doing better now, right? Um, for me and our mind, we've been just we've been we've been clicking on all cylinders for the last couple of years, mm-hmm. um, and I think part of what helped me in my own insecurities, because again, he ain't had nothing to do with it. We both ended up moving around at the same time. He ended up transferring high schools. I ended up moving to Pennsylvania. And when I moved to Pennsylvania, I was able to get my own identity a little bit. Because um, nobody knew like, yeah, your brother. It, okay. it was less about nobody knowing him and more about people actually knowing me. Okay. Um, and then what I didn't realize is, and this is when I learned that maybe I was being too hard on myself and being way too hard on him, is that when I came into my own and I came back to Jersey. You people, felt more confident. Yeah, and people also saw me as me. Like, don't get me wrong. It was still some people that would be like, oh, yeah, that's such, such brother. Um, but it was less offensive because I'm like, I, I got my own identity mm-hmm. now. Um, and I think it's a lot of a lot of siblings in this world that deal with that. Our oldest brother, um, Andre, the first time I ever dealt with that was honestly a, a mistaken identity for him. I had this teacher, it was a science teacher in like sixth or seventh grade. It was me and this boy in the class named Andre also. And she just used to always call me Andre because, oh, you're, you're Andre's brother. Oh, I she remember knew. you. That was your mm-hmm. brother. Okay. Um, and then I got a bad grade. So I'm like, I've been passing all these tests. You know, I'm smart as shit. I'm like, I've been passing all these tests. Mm-hmm. I've been doing all my homework and I don't do homework, but I'm doing homework in your class and how I'm getting a D in science. Mm-hmm. Like, I I know my science. Like, that's one thing I know. It was like biology. Yeah, you talk about chemistry all the so time. So when she gave me that grade, I'm like, yo, she clearly thinks that my name is Andre. She clearly don't know that my name is Aaron. But mm-hmm. at the same time, that was the first thing that made me think, like, yo, I got to get out of these shadows. Because I don't want my life to be dictated off of somebody else's. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, um, we wasn't always the nicest uh, students sometimes. So we were the little troublemakers. Mm-hmm. So every oh, time. Yeah, I was the ones that had to sit separate. Yeah. From so <laughs> every time I would go in the office, it was like, oh, you just like such and such. It's like, damn, oh, I can't damn, escape it. Yeah. But part of it, we, we wasn't troublemakers it mm-hmm. just so happened that you know being black in certain school systems they used to suspend us like <laughs> you know, we used to be suspended like 16 17 times yeah were y'all like fighting like, no oh. and, we, and we had good grades but it's okay. just like you know we ain't going to detention saturday detentions we ain't doing all mm-hmm. that so they had suspended us three days and it just be like that i had got suspended so many times they sent me to the superintendent's office and he was like why are you in my office? I'm like, well, y'all sent me. I didn't volunteer to come to your office. Mm-hmm. He was like, you know, anybody that gets suspended 10 times in a year, you're supposed to get expelled from school. This mm-hmm. is my freshman year of high school. But he's like, I'm looking at your, tr- your transcripts. All you did was got office detention. Why don't you just go to detention? Is it just from talking, though? Yeah. Okay. You know See, me. I, I, never, I, talk a I lot. got detention once. So the one time that I got detention, because I was kind of like a quiet kid. Like, I had my friends and whatnot, but... I would go to school to learn. Mm-hmm. Like that was, oh. <laughs> I was that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, let me learn what the fuck I'm going to school for. Anyway, I remember I was in third grade, mm-hmm. and me and my brother, like he was always like two grades ahead of me. So I was in third grade, and he was in fifth grade. So we would always like walk to school together when we could, and then he would like go off to either like high school, or junior high school, or whatever. But I remember we both got detention this one time because I don't know why Y'all we would always get to we would always get to school late yeah. and we live like up the street. It, so, seems, it seems appropriate for you. Shut up, okay? <laughs> but it was just so weird. And this one time we got detention, like I kind of felt like it was the end of the world. I'm mm. like, oh my fucking god! Like I got detention in third grade. So ever since then, I made sure I never got it again. Yeah, no. Oh my goodness. Messing with <laughs> messing with him and my cousin Justin. We always we always talk about Justin on the podcast. It was like a fucking blizzard one time, mm-hmm. and it was like three feet of snow outside. I'm walking to school with these niggas. They're my older family members. My brother and my older cousin. I'm following them because, you know, they supposed to guide me to school. Mm-hmm. These dudes out here making tunnels in the snow and shit. They over here. Yo, we was like three hours late. 
From went, to went, school? Went, oh, went oh my gosh. <laughs> During Yikes. a fucking blizzard. But it's like, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's the importance of being a younger brother, mm-hmm. right? But you, you do follow in mm-hmm. a sense, though, right? Just because you you don't necessarily know better. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with old, older siblings, especially with my brother, like, he did teach me how to ride a bike. Like, he ch- taught me, like, little you things. You still know how to ride a bike? I do. Okay, I'm about to say, you don't look I was like- riding a bike <laughs> all through uh, 2020 lockdown. Okay. So, Yeah. Good. I'm athletic. Okay? I, I see it. Because you've been, trying, you been I, trying to play me. Listen, no. I, I ain't never and seen I need the, the co-workers to know, like, Aaron B. Yeah, we sure. going on a We Outside After Work bike riding tour. If anybody want to come, we on. Around the city. They got the city bikes. Well, as long as the scooters, everything. Yeah, yeah that'd be fun. As long as Karen don't claim your bike, you know. Oh, no. Nah. We don't want that. It's not like that in the city. Anything else your brother taught you? Um, that I was just gonna say it goes back to just wanting to follow your older sibling mm-hmm. because you feel comfortable and like different things that they're like teaching you as you guys are you know getting older. So when they do stupid shit, it's like you'll do stupid shit with them just because you're a child. Like you don't know better. And they they are horrible influences. Like I, me and this man, he done had me beat up people. Like yo, what? <laughs> it was one time. Like he told you to. No, no, it was just one time. Because I had wore his belt to the park. Mm-hmm. And this dude, we was playing. We was playing tag or some shit. His name is James. And he broke the belt. But instead of him getting mad at me, he like, yo, he broke my belt. You need to go fix it. Don't handle that. <laughs> but, if, you know, if my brother, if my brother give me marching orders, you know, I'm going to do what I got to do. You know, that's that's what family, that's that's the hierarchy. <laughs> so, you know, that was like one of my first fights. But it's like, no, nah, my brother told me, mm-hmm. you know, get out there, handle your handle. And it's like, it makes you, it makes you feel like a better little brother. Mm-hmm. Like, um, now, obviously, you haven't been an older sister, right? I feel like the older sister. What, what does that mean to you? Like, if you can conceptualize that. What does that? it mean? So, it means being so i think with my um brother dynamic it kind of it shifted a bit just Mm -hmm. because it got to a point in my life where like i'm living on my own um i have like a salary job like i'm doing all the little things like trying to like navigate through life right in adulthood so there were times where like i had to just tell my brother and like give him motivational talk in order for him to just like find his way so those those points for me were more of like all right let me step into this older sister role not necessarily because i am older that's not it's like not an older sister that's just a brother it's like a younger older you could be younger or older because you can he 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 could talk to me about something and right and i could talk to him about something so Mm -hmm. it's like so it's just but that, that's just yeah. how it felt though mm-hmm. only because like my it was coming from a space where like my brother was seeing the things that I was doing mm-hmm. and him not being at that point yet so he was more so asking me like okay well what exactly did you do with this can you help me with my resume um, I know you're good with that so can mm-hmm. you write this so I could get a better job so that's why I said like it comes from like an older sister because normally um, I don't want to say normally because I don't know like people's mm-hmm. dynamics but most times it's like the older sibling is usually further in life as far as like all right they got their first plays now you're asking your older sibling like how that was so that's what i mean mm-hmm. like i was kind of like walking him through through the ideals exactly yeah. and he but he was still like my older brother where i would mm-hmm. come to him for stuff as well and obviously he is older but that's just like what it looked like for me well you're a younger brother too you tell me what it's like being a, a little brother <laughs> yeah. i mean Cause you had to deal with a little bit of what I dealt with in terms of Dre setting the setting the tone, and you essentially following his footsteps and stuff. I mean, I ain't gonna hold you, cause you know we from North, but we lived in Union Hillside, so like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not gonna hold you. My brother Dre, <laughs> everybody knew him. Like yo, oh you Dre brother, you feel what I'm saying? So I'd be like, damn, yeah. how you know him? Oh, I sold him a car. I'm talking dudes coming with tattoos all on their face. I'm like. How do you, and he always makes sure, like, yo, that's my little brother. I be mm. meeting people, not even meeting people, because, you know, we grew up from over there, so we know everybody. So, mm-hmm. But, you know, once I got older, I didn't know how much people know him. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, dang, yo, you you on Stratford. People know you over here. Mm-hmm. Johnson, I'm just like, dang, you just everywhere. He's like, nah, I'll just be selling cars to people. And, you know, people really yeah. fuck with him. So it's just like, damn. But I think that's nice that he, mm-hmm. like, always introduced you to. Yeah, he always made sure, like, yo, that's yeah, my little know, brother. Yeah, like, like, this and my they'd brother. be like, I your little brother. Like, because we don't, we don't look nothing like 
Oh. He looks nothing like, but I never you know, seen him. So I don't know. He makes sure like, yo, that's my little brother. Yeah. Dana did see him by the way, cause she met all, this was all both years of them at the same ago, time. Okay. <laughs> my memory is not that great. She, she it, was, what, it was. It was your birthday party like a couple years ago. We house. had everybody yeah, at the crib. Yeah, I was yeah. there. Um, but on this, on that same time, like the same way he talked about how Dre always made sure everybody knew, hey, this is my brother. You know, look out for him. Subtly, he did the same thing for me. It's just me not understanding that that's what he's supposed to do mm -hmm. because I'm not a big brother. I don't know what that's supposed to look like. I'm just following, and I'm like, damn, I just, I just wanted to be me. You and know, I would say for me too, because me and my brother, like, we did go to college at the same time. Um, he is two years older than mm -hmm. me, but when I transferred to Kane in 2020. Not 2020. Oh my God, 20, 2012. He transferred as well from St. Peter's because it was, you know, less money. Mm -hmm. But he was always like with his. This one he had like a girlfriend, and it was always like them two. So I was the more like outgoing person, like meeting people and networking shit. So mm -hmm. like whenever I was with my brother, like I would tell people like, "Oh, this is my brother Marquise." So they knew like, "All right, you know, like we're we're related." So don't fuck with him. And mm -hmm. as as a sister, you definitely supposed to be throwing him alley oops with the friends, like wow. Yeah, not <laughs> You know what's funny though? Like all of my friends liked him. Good. So That's what. But <laughs> the weird part was like when me and my friends like got like good good friends and they were around a lot like coming to my house mm -hmm. to visit and like whatever they would like literally see him as a brother ah no nah, because like you we're all that. hanging out like we're like they're seeing like how he is and his personality and it's like yeah no he's like my brother I'm, uh, he is your brother oh. no for oh. them like my friends <laughs> like oh he's like my brother yeah you, so. you make sure you tell them that i'm not your cousin that's just for play on we outside at the work no you're you know? my cousin <laughs> And you my cousin. <laughs> but we we getting towards the end of the show, and one thing that we like to talk about at the end of the yes. show is what what do outside look like you for this summer? Obviously, mm -hmm. um, you said Ava's birthday is in July, and it doesn't have to be partying. Like it could be like uh, business. I don't stuff. really do that no more. I probably okay. travel. I probably travel a couple places. Where your favorite place to go? I, I want to go gamble. <laughs> Where? I, I probably go to. I want to go to Dubai. Oh, that's on my but list. But they got a casino out there. But probably won't do that. So I'll probably go to Vegas. Probably two times. And then... Do you gamble a lot? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I gamble a lot. But... That's do you fun. win a lot? Yeah, mm -hmm. I win a lot. I win a lot, too. That's, that's, that's good. I could be up 20 bands tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I could be down 10 bands. Just like that. Do y'all like take y'all winnings? Like when you win a lot, do you? Is this like the cutoff where I was like, all right, I'm done, or do you just keep gambling? I mean, it depends. Like I went to the casino yesterday. They ain't tell me by the way. I went to the casino yesterday. I took six hundred dollars out. I came up nineteen hundred. So I'm like, I'm out. Oh, so you left? Yeah, like, just, I'm good. Yeah, because you know I haven't really been winning. So like um, you know, when I came up that little bit, I said, yeah. all right, boom. I ain't so about you know to your just limits. Give it back exactly. Yeah. I was up there for like an hour and a half, just went to sleep. Yeah. Nah, I remember this one time he came to Atlantic City. Just on some random shit And he was like Yo I'm in the casino We went to the Ocean Casino mm -hmm. And we sitting at this table I don't win Like I, I be giving it You know Taking it Giving it mm -hmm. Taking it But when I tell you We was just vibing this night We might have left for like Two, three thousand dollars Damn And it was just off of Like yo Just have fun Just mm -hmm. Don't worry about nothing You here for a good time Not a long time And we was just We was just vibing Yeah you know? I'm not a big gambler the, We don't um, get you the AC The one time mm -hmm. That I did really like Gamble for real Cause I'll, I wanna do the tables Like blackjack mm -hmm. And um Not spades But what's the other one <laughs> <laughs> They don't got spades <laughs> No Um There's another card game I, I don't know war. Anyway no. They do got they Not got, in the casino. They, they got in the casino. Really? Yeah. yeah oh. I, do got it. I went to this casino when I was in uh, Arizona last year, and it was like on a Native American reservation because mm -hmm. they have that's a lot of those them. out mm -hmm. there. Exactly. Allegedly. No, that's a fact. I know. I'm just making sure. <laughs> I don't but the, I, don't I was winning matter. like crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I'm, I usually don't gamble. So, like, I'll kind of know my limits, like our mindset, where, like, if I'm up, I'm like, okay, I'm out. Well, sometimes I don't know my limits. Oh. Because I could be up five, six thousand. Yeah. Probably more than that. I done lost probably 15,000 in one day just staying in the casino all day. Is it because you feel lucky and you're like, let me keep it's going? It's fun. It'd be like, It's oh, addicting? Nah, just be like, it's fun. You, then you start chasing. And if you a gambler, you know you're going to get it back. So it's like, oh. might be down 10, 15, mm -hmm. but then you'll be up. 
So you like was I, hopeful. I hit on a forty dollar ticket for five, six thousand dollars, and I just lost all that money trying to play cards. And then yeah. I just hit for forty dollars, like, or okay. I hit on the picket. Like some dumb stuff like that, and that's something that was trickled down from our generations. It's like you got to be in it to win it. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. like my grandparents, that's that was a thing. Every day they would go to the to the liquor store. They would get their midday picket, their evening picket, mm-hmm. um, play the same numbers. Yeah, my dad plays the lottery every day. And so he's been playing for like the, over the worst part years. is when the numbers come and they don't play it. Yo, my yeah. grandfather. My every single time, my <laughs> grandfather will call me or call our mom. You know, his his birthday just came out. I'm like, damn. <laughs> that's how my dad is. Like, he has like a a science mm-hmm. to what he does, where he writes down some type of formula mm-hmm. to win the winning numbers. But he's he's won like big jackpots, but not like a million dollar pot yeah, nah, or whatever. Nah. But that's like the thrill of it, right? It's a uh, you know, that's it's coming one day. Manifestation, right? Ain't yeah, that what we talk about? Exactly. That's what we talk about a lot. So, um, you going do some gambling this summer when you outside um possibly not (laughs) possibly not (laughs) thank you mar no um my summer i think i said this before where i'm currently in my um stocks class so i'm learning which is a gamble Mm-hmm. A it positive is, gamble. but no, there's mm-hmm. a science to it, though. No, there's literally like... She got that from Pops. Shout out to Pops. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> you have to study the charts and study, like, the information. Mm-hmm. It's not a gamble, for real. But it's risk-taking, for sure. But, um, yeah, that's what I'm doing. And then I'm kind of just seeing, like, where the summer takes me. Mm-hmm. And be open. Yeah, this summer, I'm, I'm just going to keep on being inside a little bit, honestly. My new job just... It's been a lot of driving. It's been a lot of hectic travel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm tired. Like, I'll just be going home and I'll go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I wake up to Nori using the potty and stuff like that. Things like that wakes me up and excites me. Okay. So, um, I'm just I'm just happy to see what y'all got going on, you know. I'm happy to see what our coworkers got going on, especially if they email us. You know, we want to see what they're talking about. If y'all want to come on the podcast and join the conversation, what's the Gmail? W-O-A-W-Pod at gmail.com. Yeah. All right. This was fun, Armand. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Got it. Got it. That's when he's supposed to say Thank you for having me I love y'all I watch y'all every <laughs> single week You know yeah. um, b- Low key big shout out to Armand He um, definitely keeps an eye out On certain individuals To help get on the podcast Him mm-hmm. and Jazz are real good friends mm-hmm. And stuff like that um, He also knows Justin From way back in the day I think you know LaShawn too Yeah Justin was on yes. the podcast so, so yeah You know we all interconnected Somehow some way mm-hmm. um, But with that being said We, we outside. outside And we out I'm the only one out <laughs> and you know you can so i'm actually tell, tell a personal story too right and i think this girl goes to me because of this right um <laughs> we had met through a mutual friend at a birthday party we, we hit it off fine right so we had went on a couple dates everything was going good share kisses you know just small intimate things building up Okay. So we had this one date, and I was gonna go home. She was like, "No, it's okay. You can you can spend a night." Yeah. So you know me, you know, spend oh, a yeah, night. You about to you know slide. So, um, she was. I was gonna sleep on the couch. So, you know, I was being respectful. Get the fuck out! I of was. Here. You know, I was, no, to, was Listen, not. I'm a manipulator. So you, you got, are a manipulator. I'm glad you, you got, know that. You gotta work your way into the draws. You can't just go to the draws. So she's like, oh, no, it's okay. You can come. You can sleep on the bed with me. Oh, God. I thought that was, like, you know, an indicator that, you know, I could. Yeah, like, she's right? like, oh, yeah, she's with it. So I asked, <laughs> this is, this is like, man code. Yo, can I sleep in my outside clothes? Or, you know, is it, are you comfortable if I. Oh, I instantly tell people, what the fuck? Why did you I, have I, your street clothes I on? didn't. I was going to take them off anyway, but I wanted oh. her to feel comfortable. Oh, you wanted you know, to say it. You know, this is a manipulation, manipulation, right? Manipulation. So Got it. you want her to feel comfortable. So, so sorry. This Not the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I get in the bed with her, you know, and she she's literally going to sleep. So I'm like, okay, shit. We so now you contemplating like, yo, what can yeah, I like, do? Like oh, obviously okay. you don't wanna you don't wanna like force no moment. You don't wanna be inappropriate. Yeah, you don't wanna so, assault her. So I'm like, all right, I'm just